All right, welcome to my very first own personal something podcast. I actually don't have a name for this podcast yet. Um, well, this is actually more of me blabbering about just random things. Um, I just wanted to do it for. I don't know, honestly. I I honestly don't know why I'm doing this. I just said. I just woke up and I was like, "Hey, I wanted to give it a shot,、um, just for you know shits and giggles, and see how it's gonna work out."、Um, so, in the future podcast,、um, it's actually going to be Eugene and I, or Young Jay and I, will be、uh, regularly doing the podcast. But because this is the very first. Podcast that I'm doing, I just thought, hey, you know what? I'm gonna do something that I really, really am interested about, which is cell phones. I know, woo, cell phones. There, I already have a lot of YouTube channels that does cell phones. Yes, and it is their opinions, to be honest. And even if they really、uh, nail down the specifications and the features and all the bells and whistles that comes along with it. I believe that when it comes to cell phone or any sort of technology explanation, it really depends on who is describing the the product, or、um, or and or how simplified the description is. Now, if if I was you know for for example, if I watch、uh, Everything Apple Pro, which is one of the Best YouTubers for technology or MKBHD,、um, then I would understand everything in terms of the the、um, CAD models to features to processing、uh, speed, etc. But this is I just want to do a very simple、uh, description of the trending smartphones that. We can all look at, and we can all understand, and see if it's a see if it's worth it. See if it's worth spending X amount of money. So let's get started. And today's website that I will be looking at is mainly Phone Arena. I know Phone Arena has a lot of、uh, Apple bias、uh, reviewers, but it doesn't matter as long as they provide me with specs. We are all good. Now, when it comes to bandwidth, we are talking about this is、um, coming from GSM Arena. Arena, I'm sorry, GSM Arena. When it comes to bandwidths, we're talking different spectrums. There's 600 megahertz,、uh, 1200, 2400, you name it. There's different spectrums, and that really depends on the provider that you are with,、uh, whether it's AT&T, Sprint, Verizon,、uh, T-Mobile, Metro. I think there's like Cricket, and there's all different types of, and I, I believe Dish is actually starting、uh, to do their own phone mobile device company, just like Spectrum, because they have bought some、um, towers from T-Mobile. So T-Mobile and Sprint can merge. So, anyways, let's get started.
right, moving on to the second device, we have the 2020 Apple iPhone SE. Now, we actually had different rumors about this device, particular device, being uh, named something else, like, like the uh, iPhone 9 or iPhone SE 2. But Apple did a great job by just simply sticking with an iPhone SE 2020. So it's going to be the same form factor as iPhone 8, iPhone 7, iPhone 6S, iPhone 6 in the front. Now the back definitely looks like iPhone 8 because um, it does have wireless charging and it's a 4.7 inch display. It's not 1080p, but who cares? It's a very small phone. 4.7 inch is a very, very small phone today at least where cell phones are reaching in a very risky seven inch territory if not more uh, bigger so with camera we're getting the same exact camera from iphone 8 so which camera is better iphone 8 or iphone se 2020 iphone se is actually better now camera might be the same camera might be the exact same recycled camera however the hardware is different with the new iphone sc 2020 we're getting the apple a13 bionic this one is actually the same exact processor from the thousand dollar phones fourteen hundred dollar phones uh the like the iphone 11 iphone 11 pro 11 pro max so you have the processor itself has so much features and uh, processing power and it can do a lot of image image uh, processing right off the bat so in conclusion camera looks a lot better compared to iphone 8 if not better than uh better than the iphone xr so i'm sorry iphone xr users you're left with the older hardware with just a slightly better camera sensors but either way, the technology, we're getting an IPS display, which is going to be the in-plane switching. Uh, that's what Apple had for their Retina or Super Retina displays, which is a very good choice. I believe this one might be a Samsung display, if not LG's. Um, now, screen-to-body ratio, 65.34%. Not a lot, but it's okay because you know what? The price, I believe, is $399. Boom! $400 for a phone that is exactly the same thing as my iPhone 11 Pro 256 gigabyte, which is roughly around $1,400. Can you believe that? A $1,000 difference. But, but the only main difference is the size and the camera. Everything is the same. So, bottom line, this one's really easy to uh, rate. Is this a good phone? Absolutely it is. If you love iPhone, if you love Apple products, if you like the simplicity of uh, having a smooth transition between iPhone to iPad to even MacBooks or iMacs, this is a perfect device for you. And if you don't game, if you just simply want to use iMessage and have a very simple user experience, 
then this phone is perfect. You're not going to regret not having the iPhone 11 Pro. I guarantee you my iPhone 11 Pro, I don't think it's worth it, to be honest. I don't, I don't really do anything. Now, it might be worth it if you do a lot of photography and like video shooting with a $1,400 phone. But if you don't really take pictures, if you just want a Apple device, then this one is perfect for you. I guarantee it. All right, we are back. And I just want to give it a quick shout out to Phone Arena. Uh, did not get sponsored. I literally just started. So if you actually go to www.phonearena.com and I'm actually looking at the hot phone catalogs, um, which is the very you know very trending devices um, now in future parts when i do the technology sections i want to focus more or specifically on mid-range phones mid-ranger phones because nowadays because people are being a lot more conservative and more smart a lot smarter with their um uh, money in terms of choosing cellular device or any sort of electronics mid-ranger phones has the ability to do everything that us consumers majority of the consumers want which is just simple youtube netflix and emails and just texting so yeah you don't really need every single feature that is packed with the um high-end devices Anyways, back to the very first device that we are going to be looking at, and it is called OnePlus 8 Pro. Now, this was released in uh, April 21st, and it was announced in, the, in April 14th. And we are looking at a 6.8-inch display, and which is going to be 3168 by 1440 p pixels. And in other words, it's a 2K display. So it is a little better than 1080p or full high definition, but not as good as ultra high definition or 4K displays. But you have to know that it's a 6.8 inch display, which definitely has more pixels per inch compared to like those 4K televisions. And camera, we're going to be looking at a quad camera of 48 megapixels and a 16 megapixel front. Uh, when it comes to camera quality, we are definitely getting a very high pixel count with this device and when it comes to hardware itself i believe qualcomm snapdragon 865 is the greatest and the fastest uh, uh, main processor that is out at the moment and i am looking at different uh, articles where the new Qualcomm Snapdragon, I believe, 875 is going to be equipped with 5G technology. And that is pretty good. However, do we really need 5G at the moment? Does all the consumers like us need 5G at the moment? Hopefully, we can make a segment about that in the future. So when it comes to storage, it is 128 gigabytes base. Um, I think 128 should be the base storage, the minimum storage for everyone nowadays, just because the the camera uh, pixel count is so high. We're looking at a uh, minimum of 20s and 
you know, with the new Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra, we're looking at 108 megapixels, and that is a lot of pixels to play around with, and just looking at 32 gigabytes or perhaps 64 gigabytes is not enough. The storage is not efficient to um, to really to really process all of those. Uh, pixel counts i don't know what i'm saying anyways let's move on when it comes to battery life 14 uh, uh sorry 45 10 milliamp battery that one is actually a pretty big battery if you say now when it comes to iphones let me take a quick look we're looking at my phone which is iphone 11 pro it only has 3046 milliamp battery they did improve its battery life however it is not no it is not as great as oneplus 8 pro so what's the biggest feature with oneplus 8 pro nothing really honestly to be uh, to be completely honest and definitely this of, of course this is my opinion so whether you not you agree or disagree it you know it's just my opinion uh but I just want to say that they did a great job with the RAM itself. It's only 8 gigabytes. However, it is DDR5. Uh, now, DDR5 RAM was first equipped on Galaxy S20. And that was the very, very first device, if I'm not mistaken, that has this incredible RAM processor. Now, RAM, what RAM is, is RAM is the ability to multitask or assist with multitasking um, so it's like a sous chef to the main processor in this case qualcomm snapdragon 865 um, <clears throat> so looking at the main features itself yes we are getting the same 90 hertz panel i believe on the where can I see this? Where can I see the 90 hertz panel? No, it's actually 120. Okay, that's actually pretty impressive. Uh, but 90 hertz panel, that must be on the regular OnePlus 8. So 120 hertz refresh rate panel is very impressive. However, the price tag is $999. Now, is this worth it? Now, what we're talking about, the 12 gigabytes with 256 gigabyte of, of storage option. So let's actually look at the base uh, base price, which is $899. So for $900, are we getting every uh, as much features as we can possibly achieve? Yes, absolutely. Now, camera quality maybe failing maybe not i'm sorry not failing but lacking in some different categories but in terms of the overall uh, system quality system uh, processing speed it is one of the best um, manufacturers that i can probably pro uh, probably say so is it worth $899 in my rating? No, it's not. $899 is not that 
not that much compared to these $1,100, $1,400 devices, premium high-end devices. However, for $900, you can actually obtain some other devices that has the similar performance, and we'll get to that in a bit. And yeah, so that was the OnePlus 8 Pro. And if you are interested in checking this device out, definitely check out phonearena.com. All right, and the third device that I want to introduce is going to be the Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra 5G. Let's actually take out the 5G because every S20 lineup is 5G uh, capable. And this is going to be the monstrous Galaxy S20, uh, the Ultra. And this is the 6.9 inch display. Like I said, we are approaching that risky 7 inch uh, territory. And it is a 2K display, 3200 by 1440p. And camera the camera itself is 108 megapixel and that's where we get a lot of information a lot of photo information the uh, photo details from now the main camera is actually the 40 megapixel for the front which is very high rating uh, despite Samsung going a bit cheap on previous devices uh, and hardware itself is exactly the same thing as I've, uh, I'm sorry, the OnePlus 8 Pro. It's going to be the Qualcomm Snapdragon 865. And the space uh, RAM is actually 12 gigabytes. So you are getting quite a bit of RAM in this place. If uh, the RAM itself is probably better than your MacBooks, as I'm assuming. Or you can actually upgrade it to a 16 gigabyte, which is definitely better than your iPhone, not, not iPhone, the uh, MacBook Pros or a MacBook Air. Now, if you have the MacBook Pro 16 inch, then that one, I believe, does have 16 gigabytes of RAM, but it is clocked slowly, uh, a little slower. But overall, uh, Samsung did a great job with RAM itself. Uh, base starting with 12 gigabytes with DDR5. Now it is an octa-core processor. You are getting two. Uh, one sorry, 128 gigabytes to start with. That really should be the minimum base storage to uh, to start with nowadays. Now the one thing that I don't like about um, this device, particular device, and at the same time I really don't mind is the variable 120 hertz refresh rate now variable meaning it it can only be running at 120 hertz refresh rate at 100 uh, i'm sorry 1080p resolution which is a full high definition now i'm not saying i hate it it's a great it's a great feature to have because 1080p is perfectly okay with a seven almost seven inch display now 120 Yes, that's more suited for gaming and it's very smooth, but to be completely honest, I believe that it's unnecessary at the moment because if you have a 120Hz refresh rate uh, panel running constantly, your battery life is going to suffer. And talking about, speaking of 
battery life. We're actually getting 5,000 milliamp battery. So if you keep it at 100 and, uh, 120 refresh rate at 1080p resolution, you still should be able to get at least seven or to eight hour battery life. Now, if you turn off this 120 refresh rate and stick with 60 hertz panel, um, then you're actually getting a lot more. I'm gonna guess about nine and a half hours or if not 10 hours easily and like i said this one is a 5g capable device however 5g isn't really popular uh, in america at least 5g itself is a growing uh, market however it's not it, it doesn't have enough towers it doesn't have enough bandwidth to cover every single devices at the moment now this one does have the millimeter wave which is a lot better in terms of um, solid connection because millimeter wave can travel in a further distance because 5g uh, to quickly discuss 5g has a higher amplitude it's um, its wave is very rigorous however it does lack in the travel distance so a lot of uh, a lot of folks are still using 4g which is still a better choice in my personal opinion because it does travel further and let's say you're out on the camping grounds and you're having barbecue 5g might not reach to that point because there's not enough cell towers um, but with 4g or the lte towers it can actually travel that far to accommodate your YouTube needs or Netflix uh, Netflix needs so yeah this is the Galaxy S20 and oh I almost forgot the price I believe the price is exactly 1400 is it worth 1400 for a 6.9 inch display and a 108 megapixel absolutely not i don't i don't believe 108 megapixel in this case I, I believe they call it uh space zoom isn't worth it for users like you and i um i think just a regular 40 megapixel or even if it's a 12 megapixel is completely fine so 108 megapixel is definitely not worth it unless you're doing some sort of outdoor shooting at a bright daylight because it does require quite a bit of bright uh light actually to process those images as quickly as possible so yeah this is the samsung galaxy s20 ultra 5g all right now the very last device that i want to introduce to you guys today is the lg v60 thin q that's a mouthful anyways the LG device, uh, the LG mobile devices are really great. They're really solid products, in my personal opinions. But it's not very popular in the US. I don't know why. Maybe because Samsung is leading the Android, or Samsung and Google are leading the Android market. And, you know, for iOS, there's only iPhone. And LG doesn't really have any competition. They can't really compete with these tech giants who are just sweeping 
the the uh, the whole cell phone industry. So let's just give LG some love, and I'll explain to you why I actually prefer LG devices. So starting with this this uh, the sorry this device, um, we're looking at a 6.8 inch display again. It's in a very risky 7-inch te uh, territory. It's only a 1080p device, which is absolutely okay, absolutely fine with a 6.8, 7-inch display because you can't really see those pixels because the display itself is very small compared to a 65-inch or 82, 86, even 150-inch TVs that are 1080p. Anyways, the camera we are looking at is a 64 megapixel, uh, which is going to be the main camera. And 64 megapixel is not great compared to 108. However, it has enough sensors, it has enough megapixel counts that you can ca it can capture quite a bit of detail. Now, definitely, I do agree. When it comes to camera competition, camera quality, LG is is lacking its color, its vibrancy, um, it's their low light camera isn't as great. But there is one strength, and that is going to be DAC. What did I say? DAC, digital to analog. Um, now this is what LG is really pushing, or they should at least advertise more. Because the digital to analog uh, converter is such a revolutionary feature that is equipped on a mobile device. No other mobile device is equipped with this music um, amplifying, I guess, music quality amplifying feature that's built in. But yeah, so this one has a 32-bit digital to analog which is very finely tuned according to LG and I believe Bang & Olufsen uh, is one of the uh, contributor if I'm not mistaken and the technology we are looking at an OLED panel with uh, scratch resistancy blah 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 that's I mean that doesn't matter the screen is going to crack anyways but depending, it really depends on how you crack it, where you crack it, and which side, I guess, dimension, shape, dimension, it's dropped. But anyways, this one has IP68, which is the dust and water resistant, and it has this very nice feature. Again, LG is doing a great job. It has the MIL-STD-8. Ten certified now that one I looked it up and it is the military grade drop test standard uh, which is a test designed by the US Department of Defense to determine the environmental worthiness and overall durability of material system design of certain types and objects which means it is very durable now I'm not gonna say that you can you cannot destroy this. Of course, you can destroy the cell phone. But when it comes to drops um, or any rigorous movements or testings, 
it will it has a higher chance of surviving it has a higher chance of not breaking um, now anyways it has a bluetooth 5.1 bluetooth 5.0 has the multi connecting uh, multi connection for uh, multiple devices so you have two different speakers if not three i believe with the new 5.1 you can connect all at once i know that's not it's not a really cool feature but it's something it's a very neat feature to have in certain cases and other than that lg that's pretty much it there everything is same when it comes to in-screen fingerprints and the actual processor which is the qualcomm snapdragon 865 and it has the 8 gigabyte of ram with ddr5 and the internal storage definitely it is 128 gigabytes but nice another nice thing that lg was promoting or at least they should promote is the ability to upgrade their storage to 2000 gigabytes we're talking two terabytes here now looking back galaxy s20 ultra a 1400 phone only had one terabyte or 1000 gigabyte of storage expansion this one has 2000 so yeah lg is doing a great job and again we're, we're looking at a 5000 milliamp capacity and a triple camera sensors and let's see let's see how much this is it is not saying wow okay so let me see lg v60 thank you 5g price we are looking at 899 and t-mobile is actually offering it for 799 dollars so this one is actually the second cheapest phone that we've looked at today iphone sc was 399 oneplus 8 pro was 899 and then lg or samsung galaxy s20 ultra was 1399 and lgv60 thank you is 899 or let's say 799 so is this phone worth it absolutely it is i i wouldn't hesitate to pick this phone over any phones except for iphone se that is very tempting that is a very very solid phone i know it the device is very small however with its functionality uh, functionality and the features you just can't go wrong for four hundred dollars and you're getting everything apple environment so what can you go wrong with apple except for lack of storage and having only three gigabytes of ram but anyways that was lg v60 thank you I would highly recommend uh, recommend LG V60 Thank You if you are a huge Android fan. Now, if you're an iOS, you might have some learning curve if you want to uh, perhaps transfer to an Android device because the Android ecosystem has quite a bit of bells and whistles and neat little things, neat little features that you cannot find on. Apple devices.
So yeah, that was LGV60. Thank you. So in conclusion, we have four different devices, the OnePlus 8 Pro, Apple's iPhone SE 2020, and Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra 5G, and LG V60 ThinQ 5G. I'm going to rank them between from best to worst. So let's start from first place, hands down, Apple iPhone SE 2020. You really can't go wrong with a $400 phone. You just cannot possibly go wrong with it. Yes, you are sacrificing the gigantic screen. Um, but other than that, you have wireless charging. You have water resistance. You have a great camera. You have a premium lineup processor, the Apple A13 Bionic. That is being used in $1,400 phones. What can you go wrong? So that's <laughs> that's gonna be the winner of this uh, for devices. Now the second place, definitely LG V60 ThinQ 5G for $799, $899. You really can't go wrong. It's a very high premium level. Um, Android device and it has all the bells and whistles and it is US Department of Defense certified and that's what LG likes to promote or at least they should promote now in third place I would have to rank OnePlus 8 Pro I'm sorry Samsung but you you did a great job but with the camera quality I'm hearing a lot of more negative feedbacks than positive. But with OnePlus 8 Pro, I although the phone itself starts at $899 with, let's see, with um, only the, with the, with the minor, minor uh, upgrade compared to the OnePlus 7, OnePlus 7T. It's just not that worth. It's not that worth it to upgrade from previous devices, unless you have a really, really, really old device that you really must upgrade. Then yes, OnePlus 8 Pro might be a device for you. And then fourth place, the loser in this case, Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra 5G. Great device. I guarantee you, you're not going to be disappointed with this device. However, it is a ridiculously high dollar phone. You just, you just really can't go wrong with picking an LG V60 or an iPhone SE or even a regular Galaxy S20 or a 20 Plus, which I would highly recommend in this case. But if you really want to do a lot of photography and video recordings, then yes, absolutely. This phone is one of the best phones that you can obtain this year. Voila. So anyways, that was the main four um, cameras. Uh, I'm sorry, not cameras. Phones, cellular devices that I've chosen from Phone Arena. 
you can also visit phonearena.com i did not get paid for this sometimes i like what phone arena says but majority of the time i just look at their page for recent news and device specifications like is it ip certified or is there a new ram chip a ddr5 instead of ddr4 or etc so you can definitely check out phonearena.com or you can all if you're a hardcore apple fan check out everything apple pro and i believe this concludes my very first podcast what do you think let me know uh, i honestly don't know how this is going to work out and the podcast starter i guess that i'm using or i will be using is called anchor and i've read a couple reviews that it's a very good uh starter podcast uh platform so i will be continuing my journey through with anchor and see how it will go all right see you next time guys